Why does the sun go on shining? Why does the sea rush to shore? Don't they know it's the end of the world if you don't love me anymore? Hey, everybody. Don't you just hate Patti Smith? <laughs> we... <laughs> This is Reservations, and I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Ray Wayland. Of course, the YouTube audience isn't going to get that. I know. Um, go to the uh, go to the podcast. Just for five seconds. Yeah, and just listen. It's the Patti Smith version of... Uh, well, you know, it's funny you lead with that, because yeah. I was going to open the episode with Fuck Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, so, I don't know if you know... Well, you probably don't, because you don't spend as much time on YouTube as I do. But That's true. You know, but YouTube now has, like, a music section for, like, music videos you may have seen and pretty much curating like oh you might like this too got it when i was kind of looking through mine and they like recommended a limp biscuit video and i was like what is this garbage of course this is a like is one it of their, new stuff uh no it's my way um, which i've never heard. i've i look listen i'm not familiar with their discography neither am i <laughs> fuck limp biscuit and i started watching it and the whole i was just yep. like this is what and all i could think of was fucking the Deadpool line. Now I'm going to do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music in the 2000s. So like, okay. So the reason why, like I, I have such beef with Patty, with Patty Smith, Smith um, is no, I just don't jive with her music. Like, I mean, well, if I've you're going to heard of her, if you're going to listen to music like that, I mean, you might as well just listen to like Joni Mitchell or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, you're better off, but so what kind of music is it? Cause I've never so heard it's sort of, of like folk, uh, okay. sort of like alternative folk. So she was traveling with, uh, Bob Dylan during the Rolling Thunder review. Ah, okay. uh, and so the documentary, which is on Netflix, and it's this Martin Scorsese. Uh, of course, it's Rolling Thunder. Martin and it's Scorsese. also on the Criterion Collection, which I have. Oh, that's right. Um, they show like a little small concert that they're doing, and we're gonna get to the movie in a minute. Hang on, everyone. Uh, they they do this small little venue or whatever, and Patty Smith gets up and she's doing like this weird stream of consciousness. Uh, story song thing and it's just like she first off is awful second it's like i think they're confusing talent with undiagnosed autism <laughs> because it's like to anybody else like you know if i were to go up and do the exact same thing people would be like this is ridiculous what is happening right now it's so dumb but when she's up there people are like oh this is so good no it isn't <laughs> It's, it's just, you know, pretentious bullshit. Well, it's my same thing with Limp Bizkit. People mistake it for good music. And if you want good new metal, listen to early Linkin Park. Wow. Go fuck yourself. Oh Limp my Bizkit. God. And Fred Durst, how dare you? How dare you waste our fucking time with some stupid ass movie uh, by casting John Travolta, that crazy asshole, in a movie about crazed fans. Did you watch it? Fuck no! Oh, okay. It has a it has a net, it has a rotten like seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> pretty much saying that Travolta tries his hardest, but the movie sucks. Yeah, because fuck you, Fred Durst. Oh my god! Did he did he see all of Rob Zombie's movies and was like, hey, Rob Zombie's a rock star. I'm a rock star. I can make movies. No, fuck you. You can't. Hey man, he's just trying to do it for the nookies. So, <laughs> uh, all right, so. <laughs> Speaking of pretentious, uh, today yes, I, uh, we are discussing Darren Aronofsky's mother. 
And um, you should be sorry for what you've done to me. I should be sorry for Call what? back to last week's episode. Call back to last week's episode. So, uh, I guess just like, um, first thoughts. Uh, Rain, you had never seen it before. Okay. So how'd it, how'd it go? Okay. So yes, I had never seen it before yeah. because as I told, uh, told you and the audience last week, I actively have avoided this movie because I remember when it first showed up on, when I really got into IMDb and I remember getting a notification about when the first trailer dropped and I was looking at the poster and I was like, that looks like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And then I clicked on it. I was like, oh, it is Jennifer Lawrence. And I saw it was a horror. And this was during my really weird period where I was very... I, I stayed away from horror. Horror is a stretch, by the way. Um. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think it should have been marketed as a horror movie. No. But it said it was a horror. And I was just like, eh. I, don't ha- I didn't have the love that I have for horror that I did back then. Mm-hmm. When the movie was first coming out. Yeah. And so I was like, eh, okay. And no, I'm just going to stay away from that. And then I just remember everyone talking about it saying like that i I heard both sides it's phenomenal it's amazing it's awful it's the worst movie i've ever seen i'm like okay what the fuck is this movie so i I looked it up i read the entire plot and i was like wait a minute i think it's it's got was it okay tell me this was it different experience watching it than reading it like did you get more out of it watching it a little bit okay well yeah then that's but, worth it i guess i'm gonna go ahead and preface this now okay. as i told you yesterday yeah um we are gonna have another counter because i get it yeah yeah it's my turn now i get it <laughs> um but yeah you know i got it more watching it than reading it uh-huh. reading it i was a little bit more confused and like yeah Wait, what? Like, why? And then, of course, I read about the infamous baby sequence. Yeah, yeah, And uh, that just kind of turned me off. I was like, I don't want to see a baby get killed or then mutilated. Spoilers. Um, This whole thing is spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, but the only scene I saw is when Jennifer Lawrence gets the shit beat out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought two things. I remember seeing it. I was like, one, like, how did... Of course, this is before I knew who Darren Aronofsky was. So I was like, how the fuck did the director do this? Because it's very visceral. Yeah. Um, also dating Jennifer Lawrence dating? at the time. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but first of all, how did he do it? Because it looks very realistic. I mean, and they, I mean, she gets kicked in the face. She gets punched. She gets yeah, 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 yeah. All kinds of shit. And then second of all, I thought, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And then I, then I found an article talking about the allegory. Of it, so initial thoughts watching it. Going into it, of course, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I knew the metaphor. I got it. But then actually seeing it, I was just like, ugh, like I was telling you yesterday. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Did I Did I enjoy the movie? Eh. Eh? Okay. Eh. I trusted Aronofsky because I did really love Requiem, of yeah. course, as... Shout out to our Rec Room episode. The last 30 minutes gives me a fucking anxiety attack. Yeah, yeah, But I yeah. still love it. Yeah. Uh, so I trusted him completely. Um, it's definitely... I, I mean, Rec Room is one of his best. I would say also The Wrestler is one of his best. The Wrestler is just like a straight drama. Like, there's nothing weird about it. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the cinematography was amazing. But I agree with you. Which I know we'll get into here in a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no plot. Um, it is this sort of nonsensical yeah. 
allegory. Yeah, the the events serve the metaphor, not the other way around. So yeah, as where you know most other movies, uh, I'm trying to think of some, you know, yeah. I don't know why. The, the only one I'm really thinking about is... Oh, you know what? Because uh, Ashley and I were just talking about it last night. Granted, it's sort of a retelling uh, West Side Story. Because it's telling her about how the trailer fucking subtitles. Yeah, the trailer subtitles. Um, West Side Story is sort of a retelling of Romeo and Juliet set in more of a... Quote, unquote, yeah, well, contemporary setting. It was a contemporary setting in 1961, but... Yeah, but uh, 50. It takes place in the 50s because no. it first... Well, it came out in 1961. No, it came out in 1957. The original Broadway show was... Oh, the Broadway show. Because... Anyway. But, uh... But, yeah, you know, and I didn't... Of course, I didn't know anything about West Side Story, but I was like, oh. Now that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, there's some great songs in there. There's Maria, there's Somewhere, right? There's, Never heard uh, a America. single thing. Are you serious? All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hannah, I guess we have to pause so Jeremy can hit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah, the, the this one has no... Plot devices, per se. Yeah, I mean, it is literally just to serve the allegory and serve the metaphor. Uh, So if you don't know who these people represent, Mm. then it's nonsense. Now, I want to get this out of the way first. Sure. Just because I 100% disagree, mainly with the wording. Okay. When Jennifer Lawrence was promoting the film, how she said it was the the torment and rape of Mother Earth. (laughs) Why rape? Like, I think, you know, well, first off, I think it a lot of it has to do with Aronofsky's passion uh, and and sort of uh, passion is putting it lightly uh, for, you know, preserving the earth and, you know, what, well, what humans are doing. And so remember, they were dating. That's true. So he is transferring this anger and passion to Jennifer Lawrence at the time. And yeah, so, I mean, rape is, of course, a, a strong word, and I'm sure she meant it at the time. Maybe she doesn't anymore. Who knows? But I think that's just that that anger. It's just transference well, from and, Aronofsky to Lawrence. And again, I get it. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I agree. We need, to, you know, we have one Earth. We need to preserve it. But I mean, rape is just yeah, I know. such it a was, harsh it was, word. It was, it was harsh wording. Um, There's only thing worse than a rapist. A child. A child. <laughs> um, it just... Like, if she said, like, torment and destruction, I'd been like, yes. 100%. I don't know. Rape. I just wanted to get that out now, because... Sure. I disagree with the wording. But, um... Okay. Okay, Jeremy. So... Movie time. Movie time. Do you want to talk about the allegory first, or just the events that... Uh... Or, I mean, there's no way to talk about the events without discussing the allegory, as we just said. So... Um, yeah, let's just do both. Okay. So Javier Bardem is God. God. Right. Uh, we should mention uh, no one in the movie is directly said who they are. Right. No names, uh, just titles most of the time. So. Yes. Yeah. If you look at the cast list on IMDb, um, Javier Bardem is just credited as him. Capitalized. And Jennifer Lawrence is credited as mother lowercase. Yeah, everybody else is lowercase. He is capitalized. So Or him is capitalized. And so, which, of course, if you know your Bible, um, uh, all references with pronouns to God or capitalized. Are, are capitalized. Yep. Um, so, okay, so he is God. Um, here's, okay, I'm going to talk about things that I really do like about the movie because there are things I don't, but yeah. overall I do like the movie. So, 
things that I like. I like that we are, it's, you find out later, but this is a cycle that is just yeah. constantly repeating itself. Um, and it's almost portraying God as, you know, someone who makes mistakes and is, um, and just can't get it right. Right. Was or this is doing a disservice to, uh, his creations. Right. Was this before or after Aronofsky did Noah? This is after. So he was really on a God kick. He was on a God kick. Yeah. 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 Big time. Um, Noah's not great either. I, I heard it got a lot of hate. There's stuff I really like about it. From, like, Bible thumpers. There's stuff I like about it, but overall, it's just like, ugh. I saw it mainly because Emma Watson was in it. And Oh, yeah, uh, and you're madly in love with Emma Watson. Yeah, was. Uh, we're, sorry, Haley. Yeah, was. I am madly in love with Haley, but... Um, uh, no, no, no. No! 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 <laughs> okay, so... So he's so yeah. So he's got uh, Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Earth. Mother Earth. Um, and the house is Earth. Right. Oh, I see. I kind of saw that as like Eden. Kind the of house thing. is Earth. His office is Eden. Um. So here's some cool stuff. So here's some cool attention to detail. So when when Ed Harrison, Michelle Pfeiffer go and they break his um, his rock, his dark crystal. It's yeah, right. It's a heart. <laughs> It's a heart. We don't know that yet. You're right. And so uh, when they break it, uh, he casts them out of his office. Right? Yes. Uh, and then completely Boards shuts it, it off and then uh, breaks off the door handle, right? Or the doorknob. Yeah, it breaks now, off. Now, here's something that I like. Okay. Tell me um, this. Is the attention to detail of um, Cain's killing Abel, right? Which uh -huh. is the, the, the two brothers. Uh, uses that. Yeah, I didn't realize that's what he had grabbed until yeah. he dropped it. And so he's using what God used to keep them out, right? Mm -hmm. um, or what Javier Bardem used to keep them out uh, to kill his brother, right? Yeah. That I like. I, I like little attention to details like that. It, it's really kind of cool. But yeah, well, and like I said, I didn't notice that that's what he had grabbed until it was over, and then he dropped it, and I was like, oh. I also do kind of like that. Cause yeah, Because yeah. it, it almost also kind of puts... Not necessarily the blame, but sort of on uh, Mother because she she had picked it up and put it there. Right. But it, it, she was almost indirectly responsible. Yes. Um, of course, these are... Uh, one of the actors is someone we know very well. Uh, uh, Gleason. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, we... Future Rain will probably put his full name up, but we're just going to call him Dom. Yeah, I've, I've seen him in a bunch of things. Uh, Black Mirror, he's in an episode of that. Star Wars, the new stuff, he's in. He's, Ex Machina. Uh, he's also in uh, Frank. Yes. With Michael Fassbender. Yeah. For sure a future episode. Oh, Frank, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like that one. Um, yeah, Frank is really good. He's also in uh, The Deathly Hollows, part one and part two. He's yep. uh, Fred and... He's, uh, he's a Weasley. He's one of the older Weasley brothers. He's not... I think he's George. I don't think he's Charlie. George. George is one of the twins. No, no, not George. Yeah, that's right. Because um, uh, there's Charlie and B he's Bill. We we never meet Charlie. Sorry, little little Harry Potter nerd right there. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, he's Bill because we've never met Charlie. Got it. But anyway. So. But yes. Uh, so I like that. So um, if you're looking at this thing as face value, right? Uh -huh. So let's say you and I have never heard any of these Bible stories before. This would make no sense. Yes. Yeah. Right? We. Yeah. We were. Yeah. You were telling me that yesterday, and I was like, "Oh yeah." It. 
Right. Really wouldn't. Um, but, you know, I kind of wish that I kind of wish I didn't know because it would it would be more fun to find out afterward. Like that's who these people were. Right. Right. Um, that's when the brothers show up. That's when I at the theater. That's when it clicked. I go, like, I see. Uh, it's Cain and Abel. I see what's going on. Adam okay. and Eve. Right. Adam yeah. and Eve, Cain and Abel. I got it. OK. And so um, and so the events there on out, I was like, all right. Now, the, the Bible stuff sort of, I mean, it doesn't stop there because then you get into, like, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, like, the Israelites, like, the, you know, because... Oh, like, yeah, with the whole, like, the last 30 minutes of the movie when just all hell breaks Right, loose. then you get some weird stuff going on, but see, that's supposed to represent, like, modernism. Um, the the stuff, the, the wake um, uh, yes, yeah, uh, is supposed to be, like, the this, this stuff... Uh, that builds up to the flood, right? Which this is the part I didn't like. I didn't like that. I think somewhere I read that that the sink breaking is supposed to represent the flood because it got everybody out. Of the house, yeah. Right. Um, I didn't like that, but it's just because I guess I don't like the way he went about it, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, again, lots of things represent other things, right? And of course, on their own, it's nonsense. Yeah. Which again is a problem. Right? Yeah, um, it, it takes it takes you know surrealism almost out of the picture when you when you really think about how if you didn't know any of this, it's nonsense. Right, because uh, it is super surreal if you don't know what's going on. But once yeah. you do, it's not because it's just you're it's, just like oh, it's okay. just representation, right? Yeah. It's just metaphor, and and so. Um, which again is fine, um, but it doesn't it doesn't help people who don't know the stories, right? Right. This, you know, it would have been cool if he would have added an extra layer to it, and instead of just the the one layer, and let's, you know, everyone's almost wearing a cardboard or like a piece of paper or a name tag. And it says, "Hello, my name is God." Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, it's my, it might as well be what it is, right? Yeah. I also thought about this while I was watching it, that it would be a really cool play. It would be. in, in Because it really it just be. takes place in the central location. So, I mean, it's not like a bunch... It, there's not a lot of locations, right? Yeah, just there rooms. wouldn't be... There, I mean, there would be some... I mean, it would be difficult. Some set I, changing, but... Um, I thought I'd make a cool point. Because there's, you know... Um, for a while, there's not a lot of people there. So, that brings me to this. Which is the first 30, 40 minutes is really boring. Um, and I think it takes a lot of people out of it. Um, I wasn't really bored. I was looking out for, like, what you had said last week, like, it's very awkward in the beginning. I didn't feel it was awkward. I just felt like it was more... It's uncomfortable. I, you know, I think it's uncomfortable. And um, which this, these things that make it uncomfortable are ramped up a lot, which is... Uh, Basically, it's almost disrespecting Jennifer Lawrence, which is, you know, it's her house. Which, I get it. Right. No, but I'm saying like on a face value. Right, right, right. On face value, you know, they're, you know, just walking into her house. They're, you know, uh, you know, blaming her for stuff like the, like the, the pan, right? Um, It's not her fault that, you know. Michelle Pfeiffer grabbed grabbed it after she literally sees her reach for it and goes ah but again this is no one's listening yeah right uh yeah i roll we get it <laughs> no one's listening to her um and they're just doing whatever they want 
basically, right? Yeah. And he's saying it's okay, right? That's another thing, right? Yeah. So this is also an indictment on God, but that's that's a whole yeah, other, pretty that's much a is whole the, other thing. Yeah. Just to get it out of the way, they pretty much Aronofsky pretty much says uh, God doesn't really care. Uh, God should have let us do this to Mother Earth. Okay, so um, I get it. Good. So <laughs> last week, if anyone watched Tron Legacy all the way through, we said I get it fifteen times. I have a feeling it's going to be much higher this time. Uh, possibly. So, um, did you? Let's go back a little bit. Okay. So when it's just Ed Harris there, uh-huh. love Ed Harris. Oh, absolutely. Ed Harris is he's the best. Yeah. Did you notice um, the the wound? Yes, I did. It's supposed to be his rib, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> go ahead. Well, actually, that's the one thing I didn't get. Oh, okay, it's I, I I knew it had some biblical meaning. Yeah, you know, but I was just like, I'm like, but Adam wasn't a martyr though. No, but and so I was just like, uh, it probably means something. Yeah, and so it's his rib um, in the Bible. When God uh, gave God... his rib to create. Adam to uh, to create Eve. Oh, that's so right. So it took Adam's rib to create Eve. That's right. Uh, see, and so after that, I'm outing myself as I haven't read my own Bible. And in a so while. after that, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer shows up, right? Yeah. Um, and so what? Do you, I guess what makes it even weirder is that there's no roads or anything to lead to this house. And so yeah. if you're looking at it as face value, you're just like, how are they getting to the house? You know, it doesn't make. How are they sense. finding? Yeah, especially because Ed Harris says, "Oh, they told me I could have. There's a room here." Like who said? And who said? Right. There's no road. I get it. Yeah, God said. So <laughs> I really do. Honestly, I like this movie. I'm just you know I'm I'm you know playing both sides of this. Yeah. Um. Aaron, this is the one episode Aronofsky watches, and he's like, I know. Oh my God, pick a side. Yeah, I know. I can't. Did you like the movie? Did you do, did you or did you not? Now, that's I mean that's probably one of the things I gravitate towards is movies with clear splits right yeah you either absolutely love it or you despise it that's the stuff i'm really into so that's why that's why i said eh, eh. because like I, I i appreciated the cinematography i mean i guess i appreciated the allegory i i get it <laughs> i get it but like would i watch it again willingly probably not i have i have watched i it know you have willingly um because again, it's the it's the craziness that I really like, yeah. which we'll get to. But um, all right, so the the rib stuff is crazy. Um, his the the symbol on his lighter means something too. I read that, and I don't remember exactly. Oh, what I didn't was. even. Um, you barely see it. Yeah, you see it it's twice. Like, yeah, which is in not even full full on see it, and so yeah. it's like eh, it's not worth you know digging into it much further. But that also means, like I, I don't know, it means something, but. Um, okay, so we got through Michelle Pfeiffer's. We got through um, the kids. And so then it's The Wake. So The Wake is... Oh, something I did really oh, yeah, like go ahead. Um, about the Cain and Abel fight um, is when him grabs, as they just call him, the eld- oldest son. He throws him and his head hits the mantle and he's got a mark. Yeah. And Because in the Bible it says God marked Cain yeah. uh, to know that that was him. It's good, right? And I was like, okay, that's pretty good. It's good. That's, pre- that's it, pretty It's good. good in what it's trying to represent. Like, again, if, you know, our, you know, atheist audiences, Muslim audiences, Jewish audiences, like, Jewish would know. 
because uh, they the Old Testament. Um, there's tops at home. Uh, you know, trying to think of more religions right now, and I can't because I live in West Texas. Uh, well, there's Hindu. <laughs> Hindi. That's what I was going to do. Um, there's. I, I don't know what religion, like, a, uh, Asian countries have. Wow. That's really well, racist. The whole um, continent is called Asia. That's really racist. Uh, you know, like, Greek Orthodox. Like, these... Punch you in the face. Like, these audiences aren't going to be like, oh. Oh. I see. Uh, which, God marked Cain. That's right. Again, but, it, I mean, but, you know, for us, it was like, oh, cool. You know? I, I did, like I said, I did enjoy that. Yeah. Again, I get it. I get it. But that was cool because um, it, it was very natural. Yeah. Because he hits a glass and the glass cuts him. Yeah. But because him. Because he did it. Because he did it. Right. It was him marking him. Right. It, yeah. Right, right, right. And I think it was a clever way to get around it. Yeah. Right. It's some of this stuff is clever, right? The sink breaking is not clever to me, but. Um, <laughs> Especially because. I found that to be very annoying because the whole time she's like, please don't sit on that. Well, okay. So here is... And then they intentionally do it like fucking children. But again, I get it. That, that's what... That, hey, hey, Rain, that's what we're doing to the world. That's Wait, what we're doing to Earth right now. We're breaking sinks? We know that it's bad for the Earth, but we're doing it anyway. So, all right. For our own gain. For our own selfish reasons, Rain. Did you not get that? Wait, is that... Why Jeff Bezos wanted to go to space? Oh my God! So, <laughs> so one of my one of my dad's big problems in movies in general uh -huh. is a loss of control. Well, I'll give you a great example. Okay. So this is a phenomenal example. This is why he hates the movie so much is because no one's listening to her. She doesn't have control of her surroundings. It's her house. Why isn't she being more assertive? Why isn't she kicking him out? Another example of this for you know if you don't want a mother example would be. Um, the the car accident scene in Nocturnal Animals. Mm. Um, when oh, when they pretty much just kind of force yeah, and Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal is really not doing anything to stop it. He's losing control of the situation. Shout out to our season two premiere, Revenge by Proxy, two um, years ago. So that that's a good example. <laughs> of course, movies are filled with stuff like this. Oh yeah, and, right. You know and. and it's funny you bring up loss of control because that is something I have a hard time with myself. It doesn't completely take me out of whatever I'm watching, whether it be a movie or a TV show. Yeah. But I do have a problem. Uh, I noticed it, um, relating to the character that's actually causing it. Like when, like, as I mentioned in, um, you know, like when we did funny games. Oh, yeah. I don't like it when it turns on our hero. That's one that I was... Of course, I loved funny games. I showed Dad funny games, and I, that's the one thing I was ter terrified of. I'm like, listen, I want you to see it because it's cool. Did he like it? I think he did. I, I you know, I, but I warned him first. And so I think that time he was like, okay, I just need to... I just need to brace myself for it. Yeah. Because they're, they're not going to have control of their surroundings. Like, yeah. literally not even time. Right. Yeah. Um, um, of course, that's a. I mean, bad example for me because I loved funny games. Right. But. But you see what I mean. But I do see what you mean. Now, for this movie, it makes the movie very uncomfortable. 
at least maybe I feel that way because I am feeding off dad's energy. Maybe. And I know exactly what makes him uncomfortable. Maybe. The whole time I was watching it, it, I mean, I was a little bit like, yeah, why isn't she being more assertive? But it wasn't taking me out of it because also the whole time I was watching it, it was like, yeah, I get it. It's because she can't be because the earth can't talk to us. Um, Wait, they it can't? Uh, just by its um, its reactions. Um, <laughs> um, but no, like, <laughs> but that's why it didn't it didn't bother me that she had no control um, because I was like, yeah, I get it. The Earth has no control. The Earth can't necessarily fight back against what we're doing. Yeah, I get it, Aronofsky. Um, See, and that I think that's one of the biggest problems with this film is that once you unlock it. It's super heavy-handed. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you watch it with subtitles on, it gives it away quicker. Does it? Because it says who who's talking. Oh, so, like, sucks. Kristen Wiig, it says the Herald. Yeah. And, and you know, him and mother um, and man and woman and eldest yeah. son. And, yeah. So, it's it gives it away quicker. So, if you watch it with subtitles, yeah. of course, granted... I knew going into who everyone right, was, right, right, but right, right. but still, if, if someone has never seen this movie and they watch it with subtitles, yeah, there you go. You'll probably figure it out pretty quickly. So here's where the movie gets really good for me, and that I am obsessed is when he writes his piece. So yes, when, when she gets pregnant the very next day after having sex. Okay, first off, people laughed out loud when, in the movie theater when she goes, "I'm pregnant." How do you know? I just know. No, it was just the I'm pregnant. Oh, People laughed out loud. Oh, when she wakes up and she's like, I'm pregnant. Because, you know, they're like, this bitch crazy, get her out of here, bro. <laughs> like, you gotta get rid of her, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that bitch trying to suck you in, homie. Yeah, you know, that's what it was. Um, but of course, I yeah, got it. I got it. Um, and so I was like, no, that's not what she means. Like, nothing is what they mean, you know? Um, so yeah. I gave that a little bit of... I gave that slack. I was like, that's fine. That doesn't bother me. Um, but yeah, so he's... So when he writes his piece, um, then the surrealism kicks in because everything moves very fast. Right? Yeah, it's almost like this time dilation Yes, and which... Happens. Which I love. I love manipulation of time in this way where um, what would normally take days takes minutes. Yeah. Right? Which is... You know, she read. He finished it. She read it. The publisher already got it. Uh, they're sending people over. They're, you know, these things would happen days and weeks later. But right, it's happening in minutes, which I yeah. really enjoy. And so the only thing that we do get a hint, and maybe it's been time, is her belly. Yes. So uh, in between when he starts writing and then when he finish, or I guess when he finishes it and then when right, right, you're right. Yeah. Is is. She has a full, like, nine-month-old belly. Yeah. So. Um, so, okay. Um, people start showing up to the house again. Yeah. Okay. So, this is, again, this is where I love this movie. Because this is that time dilation we're talking about that is ramped up. Yes, and just like in Requiem, the last 30 minutes, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, which again, I really like. It's I guess I'm gravitated towards that. There's in music, um, I, I think the the last, the final third, of most Prince songs, 
I think, are the best because he's throwing everything at it. He's throwing mad vocal ranges. He's throwing uh, all the instruments. He's throwing crazy guitar solos. I like that. Shout out to Prince. Shout out to Prince. Oh, may he rest in peace. Rest in power. Purple power. <laughs> but no, I mean, but American Dad's right. He's not dead. He's, he's just dead. he's just trying to learn more about trance. That's right. So, um, uh, so anyway, I do like the yeah. the fact that things ramp up so much. I, I, I did I did also like the time dilation. Now, how it escalates is it didn't give me an anxiety attack. Like Requiem did, but the whole time I was like, Jesus Christ. I know. Like, oh my God, will it's this like, ever when, stop? When will it stop, right? I get it. Yeah. It, so, it, it never stops. <laughs> okay. Also, so, we should mention, I just realized, because I've already said it, uh, Kristen Wiig is in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, Kristen Wiig's in the movie, which I was like, no way. Um, when she popped up on screen, I think everyone was like, what? Like, what? Because uh, by this point, you know, she'd established herself as a member of SNL, as a comedian. And, and she had left SNL already. She had done Bridesmaids already. She had, I mean, this. she was a star. You yeah, know? and and then here she is in this Aronofsky movie. And we're like, what? And then she's about to cap some fools. Which is wild. You know, it's wild that they cast her in it. I guess just to, number one, have a familiar face. Um, Other than Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Right. Or maybe in that in this sequence, yeah. we need someone we recognize. Because I do recognize, uh, I don't remember his character's name. I'm the Zealot. The ze- yes, I recognize him because so do I. I I love that actor. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. It, it's mostly, I like to think it's mostly horror films. Maybe it's not horror films. Well, we'll look it up afterwards. Yeah, we'll or look, maybe Future Rain will yeah, do we'll, his homework. We'll look into it because I really like him. And then he, of course, ends up being like a a quasi pope prophet, you know, for, yeah. for him, right? Um, which I get it right Jesus. so uh, so when she shows up it's it's kind of cool because it's like oh no shit this movie's wild <laughs> right yeah um, because then we have hundreds of people lining up just to sign autographs and then it, like something with the ink and he gets it and he accidentally gets ink on this woman's forehead and, and that became and then, like a mark. And... Yes, because then the man after after her goes, "Oh, can you do that to me?" And then he goes, "Oh, oh sure." And then everyone's got it, right? Yeah, and um, I think the zealot gets it tattooed because he's got it like almost yeah, permanently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over his eyebrow. Right, um, and so that becomes you know uh, his mark. Right, and religious um, symbolism and, yeah. and and symbols things like that. So, um, which again, heavy handed. We get it. We get it. But I like it. I, I mean, like this is the point of the movie where I was the entire time. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I get it. So. Yeah. I was literally, because I was watching it, I was watching it on my phone, because I actually was asleep. Boo, I, did you watch the whole thing on your phone? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I laid in bed like this. I watched it in my brand new media room. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, well, this minute is because I didn't want to get up and wake her. Oh, I so it. I was just like, you know, just I'll, I'll watch it. And that's, I literally was kind of sitting up and I was just like, oh my God, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Now, describe to me, um, because now we're at, I don't know. Chris, Kristen Wiig's character represents whom? The Herald. Describe to me what that is. The Herald is just meant... I'm unfamiliar with that terminology. The Herald is just meant as, as sort of a messenger. Oh, you know, shout out to Dune, which we watched again last night. Yes, we did. Um, you know, they await 
the Emperor's Herald. Got the it, Herald got is it. just a messenger. Got it, got it, got it. To I, bring the word. I don't read, so I don't know what that for, word means. <laughs> but, uh, so thank you. So she's more of like a, uh, well, that, not, not necessarily that, a disciple, but more of a, uh, more of like a hear ye, hear ye sort of a person. Yeah. Got it. Persistly until she starts capping fools. Yeah. And then she herself gets capped. She does. Well, actually, she gets capped with a bomb. Yeah, she gets bombed. But, dude, that was... So, yeah, so... Um, once it starts getting a little crazier, once uh, people start to tear up the house and, you know, mm. prove we were here... Mm. I get it. Uh, stuff like that. Um, then uh, then the cops show up, and that's that's wild. But then SWAT shows up, then the army shows up, and then wars start breaking out, then revolutions happen, and then famine, and then... Uh, persecution and uh you know prisons start popping up which the whole time was like yeah it it starts ending up being like some of it reminded me of children of men at one point right yeah when they're when when they've got the women in the cages yes in the cages and then that that army guy shows up and i'm like oh is this gonna be a wonder that'd be cool uh like in uh, oh when he finds jennifer lawrence and he's like you okay like we gotta get you out of here uh it was very children of men-esque um but yeah you know it's the the history of the world this time part one uh no uh, so the history of the world starts unfolding in these events from room to room mm-hmm. um very quickly and, yes. and it escalates very fast and then once she has the baby things like pause for a second yes because they are sort of having a uh... because of course this is this is you know in the bible this would be the birth of Christ, right? Yeah. And so uh, God sees that he needs another intervention in in the world as the state of it is not going great. Um, we get it. So, mm-hmm. uh, and so he sends his one and only son to blah, 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 die for this. So, um, Which, yeah. And so um, this I really, really liked, I guess just aesthetically, is the um, the I guess it would be a church outside that room? Oh, that almost like the house has been redone. Yeah, yeah, as a church, um, which again plays to the surrealism that I really like. Um, even though you know it's it's ruined by not having more than one layer, but yeah, um, you know, once Jennifer Lawrence has the baby and um, and Javier Bardem takes it from her right which that's that's sort of a you know from all that we've seen it's it's the dullest the movie gets because we're just waiting right for her to fall asleep yeah um and so once he takes the baby and uh, presents it to the people that are now living in their house um you know then it starts getting nuts well, Again. then we get another time dilation because right. she's trailing behind the baby. And, of course, we hear – we Aronofsky lets us know, like, hey, the baby dies because we hear the oh, next snap. next snap, yeah. And uh, at first I was like, I don't know if they're going to kill that thing. And then I'm like, ah, oh, they have to. But then when she gets to the altar. Yes. And then everyone is um, eating of its flesh. Um, Which – I get it. Oh, did you did you understand that reference? Um, Wait, was it, it's were a, they trying to reference communion? Yeah, it's communion. It's Eucharist, actually, is the uh, proper nomenclature. Well, right, Baptist. 
Catholic. So communion. <laughs> so right, it is supposed to represent the Eucharist, and <laughs> um, and so they're eating of the baby's flesh, and that was gross, right? The, so, the baby on the the okay. altar. So I'm gonna be real. It's gross. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be worse. Okay. After reading about it and reading articles about the movie, yeah. I was under the impression the baby's like gonna was gonna be chopped up. Like I think like that... literal like like talking like jaws not jaws saw like dismembered. Like in that instance, I think that's when reading it ramped up ramped it up a little bit because because describing it is so much worse than just seeing it in some cases. Yeah, as we're seeing it, it was just. Honestly, just a pile of words. But if you were to write it down and describe it and gave it to someone to read, they'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. A mutilated baby? Jesus Christ. And then describing the mutilated baby, right? I mean, that's gross, right? Yeah. So, but just seeing it for a split second, you're like, that wasn't so bad. It really wasn't. I was like, okay, that's not that I mean, it's still... It's still... A dismembered baby, but... Horrendous, but it's really just sort of a torso and just a bunch of organs. Yeah. Um... Okay, so uh, then, um, then the mother, mother goes on a killing spree. Right. Um, Dude, that piece of glass. How that piece of glass held up for that long? That was impressive. I like, agree. Like, <laughs> glass is not that strong. Yeah, I know. Um, and then she torches the place, and then it's over. Um, but I really liked the... Um, or we think it's over. Or we think it's over. Yeah. I really liked that, you know, the reveal that this this rock, this crystal thing, is her heart, right? Yeah. Which plays into the um, poster, by the way. Um, yeah. And, and so when he takes it and he places it back, he's restarting. And it's a different girl. So it's a different girl in the very, very beginning. Yes. Because I was like, that doesn't look like Jennifer Lawrence. Because it isn't. Because it isn't. Because it isn't. He's just starting over. And so, and um, and this one, uh, her last name is LaBeouf, which is weird because I don't think any relationship. And she's Shia credited LaBeouf. as Mistress. Yeah, Mistress. So it's, um, oh man, see if I can remember. Lauren LaBeouf. No, I no, no. Of, I oh, see if I can remember their titles because the first one isn't Mother either. Um, it was like Maiden. It was Maiden, Mother, and Mistress. Mistress. Yeah. Huh. Which is interesting. That is sort of interesting. Yeah. So, and then of course, it's it's implying that this is a never-ending cycle. That this just happens and happens and happens. That she will always destroy the house. I guess. Or he will always, you know, overindulge. He will always, um, you know, give too much of what she has given him away, right? It's supposed to be like sort of that, like giving people, giving people free reign to everything he has, which in turn is everything she has given him. Right. Which yeah. I think is just exactly what I just said in a different way, but um, <laughs> sorry, that well, was the same thing. You twice. Could, you could, I mean, you could have also used the quote, you know, right before she torches the place, uh, you know, when he says, I love you. She goes, no, you only loved how much I loved you. Right. And, yeah, and then of course at the end when she's like, "I've given you everything," and he's like, "Not everything." Right. Um, yeah, and then you know, but the the loop reminds me of this like Asimov. I think it's Asimov, a short story where when people die, their their souls or consciousness is uploaded into this computer thing, and once it happens enough times, um. And once 
everyone on earth dies right mm. the this this gigantic consciousness um exists right and is able to manipulate things on its own and then uh, once the earth dies and disappears the this computer this consciousness says let there be light and that's how the, the thing ends right and so it's sort of like you yeah, know we're getting deep in this episode i know so it's sort of like you know uh, implying that you know once our world ends was this even the original one Right, the one that we're living in now. At least that's what I read into it. Um, I, which I kind of like. I, I like the idea of thinking that you know, like there have been other worlds. I read you know, that's kind of cool. I read it as more of not that I believe it, but I think it's cool. I read it more of as a it, 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 it's a cycle. Um, and no matter how hard he tries or what he may change, like if he changes her every time, she will always. D- implode um which yeah i get it yeah i get it i get it that if what or, Aronofs, you know, or you know now that i'm thinking about it or always just be super complicit in in her uh mistreatment right yeah. she's not you know fighting back really i mean she does like one or two times until the very end yeah, and when she finally fights back right um and so, and it's almost, and I, and now that I'm thinking about it, like it makes sense. I get it. Oh, you get it. Um, if it's like if I'm going down, I'm taking you all with me. Yeah, and that's kind of what she does. Yeah, I mean, it, except for except for him. Listen, man, like I like this movie, and I, I know you, and like I this like movie. that it has its problems, and I've mentioned those problems. Um, you know, I do like that it starts off slow. You know, with yeah with the couple with i mean i, I mean think... granted that i st- i still had a little bit of problem with that even okay. though i was still like i get it yeah, yeah yeah. like michelle's turn towards her you know michelle's sort of kind of kind to her but not really but not really she still said some backhand remarks but then she turns and she's you know very callous and yeah. very standoffish towards her especially during the wake right when you know, she's like, you know, I can't imagine what you're going through. Oh, like, oh, you can't imagine what it's like to lose a child. You know, and I'm like, okay, listen, yeah, that was mean. listen, Catwoman. <laughs> okay, no, I wouldn't. I would have never said that to Michelle Pfeiffer. Listen, man, honestly, the best Catwoman. Um, if I'm being honest with you, I mean, because technically Anne Hathaway wasn't really Catwoman. She yeah, was just I, Selena Kyle, right? Um, and even even still, um, so. Okay, so, but, like, starting slow. And then, you know, like, in the wake, things start to ramp up a little bit more where, but then, you know, that's sort of understandable because they're there for a wake and he had invited everybody there. And so there's too many people, but that's, that's understandable, right? Then it gets a little too much. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the sink breaks, she kicks him out, right? Yeah. But then, of course, at the very end, that's when it really, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and those of you who haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> Then yeah, you get, I would yeah. say in comparison, I know I've been bringing up Requiem a lot, you know, Requiem gradually builds up. And then when he hits, you know, when he hits 11, he, he keeps cranking yeah. until finally he's like, all right, until now, the credits. now you can then, breathe. Ba-boom. As we're with this, he, he slow, 
sorry if my mic picked that up. My my watch thinks I hit my move goal. Uh, um, congratulations. He, you know, he starts slow and then it builds up, builds up, builds up, and then he's like, "Well, now you can breathe for just a little bit." Yeah. All right. Now you are. Right, I've given you enough breathing room. Right. And um, then, just like with Requiem, and then it finally calms down again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because he knew audiences were going to need breathing time. Now, here's what's fascinating about this movie in terms of, you know, speaking of audiences. Mm-hmm. This reached a lot of people. And so I think, you know, a movie like this normally wouldn't, right? This, yeah. would, this didn't get like a Requiem release or like a pie release or anything like that. This got a big release this was i saw this in a big theater you know what i mean yeah and so you know being able to reach that many people you know and it being a movie like this Mm -hmm. i think people were expecting more like no which was this movie beforehand which was a big blockbuster sort of a deal and it was supposed anyway it was supposed to be yeah um you know big budget sort of thing and then we get this which gets a similar release which is reaching a lot of people um but expecting you know kind uh words afterward from everybody yeah yeah is there now he and he might not also he might have wanted to be like this is going to make people upset here you go well, which is I, pretentious as you kind of stated in last week's episode yeah you know it had, had a screening enough. he said he i'm enough I'm sorry for what i'm about to do to you yeah which you know i was hoping he had been to enough screenings Fingers crossed that he's gotten a lot of negative reviews or negative uh, reactions, right? Yeah. Uh, to where he was just assuming that was going to happen. I hope this wasn't like one of the first ones and he's just and he's assuming. Like, yeah. Right? Like, I made an upsetting movie. Go fuck yourself. Or, right? or you know, he had presented it to the studio and they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Paramount. Paramount takes risks, which I appreciate. Uh, another great example would be Annihilation, which I loved, um, with uh, Natalie Portman and Oscar uh, Isaac. Oscar Isaac, um, which I loved. I thought it was phenomenal sci-fi. A lot of people didn't like it. I think mostly because of the the adaptation aspect, not necessarily because of the movie aspect. There's um, an adaptation. It's a book. Yeah, it's uh, a series of books. Um, who did who who did that? Oh, uh, Alex Garland uh, did. Annihilation. He had also done Devs, Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Love Alex Garland to death. I think he's great. Um, and so Paramount takes risks. Yeah. You know, which I appreciate, which I love. Um, yeah, giving, and, like, and like some studios don't. Yeah, giving this a really wide release was surprising, I think. You know, and here's the thing. Even though I probably would never watch this again, you know. You're not going to get it on 4K? Fuck no. If I get it on 4K, I'm giving you my, my Blu-ray. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will immediately turn around and give it back to Somebody. entertainer. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, not Um But no, like, and if I didn't say it in the Requiem episode, like Aronofsky, and this is why I love that we've done this for so long. Is I'm seeing that a lot of directors that we talk about, they want to make the movie that they want to make. Yeah. Fuck you. We're gonna do it anyway. Right. Um, and sometimes that works. I mean, sometimes it's great. Some but, shout out to our Green Knight episode. But sometimes, a la Richard Kelly, uh, a la director's cut of Donnie Darko, it sucks. You know, and it and it's worse. And so yeah, yeah. But it but like so so I don't fault Aronofsky for going the way he wanted to go. Like 
He wanted no, to tell he, this story. Right. And he wanted to put he, out like a sort of like acid trip PSA. Yeah. Like, hey, know? treat Mother Earth right. It's like, you know, like. Don't don't call Mother Earth a cunt. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that, guys. Hey, guys, be nice. How how many times that they use that? I was like. Yeah, it was like more than once. I was like, I'm sorry. And um, I recognize that guy, too. The guy, oh, the guy who's like, here, just take my number. Yeah. I don't remember who. I, yeah, I, I've I, seen I him in a bunch of too. things, but. Uh, I recognize that, and of course, um, the uh, the guy who goes to their bedroom with that girl. Oh, who's who's like, oh yeah, let's do this in college when he's painting. Yeah, I love him. He was in the he, Leftovers. He, he's he's in just credited as Cutbear. Yeah, he's in Watchmen, the the, the show. show. Oh. Uh, which is amazing. Yeah, um, love him. Love that actor. But uh, and he was in the New Stand remake. Um, oh, with Alexander Skarsgård, yeah, yeah, which I've heard is not good. No, uh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, so I can't I can't fault him for this is the, this was his vision. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make this PSA, but at the same time, it's my same thought to Ari Aster and his <laughs> and his student film. There's something with the Johnsons. Something strange about the Johnsons. Yes, so good. I get it, especially after we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at at the time I wasn't getting it, but then I got it. Mm-hmm. And then of course I read his interview about it. And considering now, sidebar, that was his student film. So that good. was his that was his final for to get his degree in film. It's so good. And so I get it. Yeah. I understand that like he wanted it to be uncomfortable, and he wanted, and I can't fault him for that. Right. But the question I have is. Why did you feel like you were the one to do it? Right, right, and right, right. Same question to Aronofsky. Like, look, I get it. This was your vision. Good on you. But see, now Why? I would, count, I would counter argue. Um, who would? Who? Who would? You, who would be the right person? True. Right? I think that if you if you feel strongly enough about something, um, and you think that you have a good take on it, why not? You know. I mean, that's true because well, like, I for mean, instance, Ari Aster's. Perfect. I mean, because, I mean, look, and as we've talked about, you know, with the sidebar with Ari Aster, as we talked about with Hereditary, you know, Hereditary and Midsummer has an underlining meaning to it. You know, Hereditary is, and shout out to the, the H24 podcast, even Elijah Wood picked up on it, that it's, it's a family drama. It's not yeah. a horror. It's a family drama. And he doesn't, yeah, Ari Aster is like, it's not a horror movie. And isn't Midsummer? Uh, he doesn't really consider it a horror movie. I, I think it, he considers it more than hereditary. It, it's more than a, but having a lot of people said it's more about a deteriorating relationship. It is about that. It's about a lot of things. But here's the deal. Here's the difference. Uh huh. Is that everything makes sense in Midsummer? Yeah, everything makes sense in Midsummer, and everything makes sense in Hereditary. No matter which layer you peel back, as where and you take away, as where this one. If you take away a layer, it's gone. Yeah, it's over. Um, but yeah, man, it just like, it is a very pretentious movie. I ended up being harder on this movie than I was expecting to be, but <laughs> I, I think it's my fault. No, no, no. But I still like it. Um, uh, you know, it's, you know, I'm not going to be its defendant or anything, but I like it. Um, I'm not, it's, I'm You're not, not going to be Ed, uh, Ed Dickel, yeah, ultimate I'm, showman. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not this thing's lawyer, but you know, there there are movies that I will fight tooth and nail for. This is not one of them. I just like it. 
I mean, again, like I said, there's the things about it I really appreciate. Yeah. I get it. That counter's going to be so high. I'm gonna I know. Be, I, you... I, had, I had to actually, normally when I edit these, I don't have to <laughs> sit and watch the entire thing. I had to sit and watch the entire <laughs> thing. So I'm going to probably have to do that again. Well, and then you have to edit the thing. Well, see, luckily the, the audio is just super simple. Just the, the video, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it's just like, but why? That's that's I think that's my biggest question from the movie is why? Yeah. Why anything? Like I get it. <laughs> it's a PSA. Shit. Yes, we need to respect the the planet. the planet because we only have one planet. And I and I absolutely agree. You know, we're putting we, little dicky to me. What? There's only one planet. Isn't that isn't that the song? Anyway. Well, it's called Earth, oh, but Earth. yeah, he made it for Earth Day. But. Yeah. But it's just like, like yes, we do need to preserve like our oceans, and you know we need to quit doing landfills and reduce. There's a lot that we need to fix. <laughs> but a movie like this isn't gonna help. Yeah, it's, in my opinion, it's gonna piss people off more. It's gonna. I think it's gonna turn people off. You're right. More on environmentalism and things because it's already a hard sell. Environmentalism. Yeah. Uh, doing this on top of that is like come on you know yeah people especially, are really gonna hate him now yeah especially you know where we live you know conservatives they don't believe in environmentalism <laughs> they think uh they think the fucking um uh, what is it um they think something is a myth one of the th- global warming the global warming that's it they think global warming is a myth it's not especially in west texas yeah. the sun is directly over us but yeah, it you just you and I both of us I would go boring means, but that's fine. But anyway, but it's just like Yeah. Yep, that was mother, you guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. So it, was... again, it was it, you know, it's a tough sell to get anybody to watch this thing, but um you know I mean, okay, look. Do I appreciate the fact that I have now finally seen it? Because I did say after we did Requiem, I wanted to watch more Aronofsky. Yeah. Of course, you gave me one of your copies of Black Swan. Yeah. I'll probably get to that later on. Nice. I probably won't watch Noah just because yeah, yeah. I heard it's also very pretentious. You could skip it. It is. Um, and I, I mean, but there's cool stuff in there. Like, there's a cool idea that I presented to my Bible study group. Oh, oh, I used to be one of those. My God, I bet they were like in college. Um, but they were like, "Wow, dude, are you even Catholic?" When you said, they, "Yeah," they probably were like, "Is this guy even Catholic?" Well, they were Church of Christ. Oh my God! <laughs> but they were like hip Church of Christ. Anyway, uh, it was Keegan's group. Anyway, oh, okay. so um, all right, then they get a pass now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I had told them that because I really liked the idea of this, and you know, I told them this isn't my original thought, but I really liked the idea of Noah having survivor's guilt. Right? The idea. Oh yeah, because yeah, because I did. Because you were, you know, like you were just saying, you know, why does he need to, why does Aronofsky be the one to tell the story? Uh-huh. Why, Noah feels the same way about it. Why me? Why, why did I survive? Yeah, I you did, know? I did read that Noah, in the movie that Noah contemplated almost killing himself and then they stopped him. Yeah, because, you know, he's, you know, he feels unworthy. It's survivor's guilt, classic survivor's guilt. And, um, and I would like the concept. I like the idea of that. I like the idea of exploring this person, not just as a Bible story, but as a person. I like that. The movies are pretentious. Yeah. But I like that. Um, but yeah. So are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? Yes. Wrap up, wrap up, wrap up, wrap up, Look, again, I appreciate it. Now I've got two Aronofsky movies under my belt. Yep. 
will I ever watch this and or purchase it? I no. recommend for your next one maybe Pi. Um, fucking good. Uh, the Wrestler, amazing. I've been wanting to watch that one because I mean, even though Mickey Rourke is also batshit crazy now, not in this one, he's good. Oh no, what I'm saying is, you know, that he claims that uh, you know Harvey Weinstein didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but fuck Bill Cosby. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's he's a wild guy, all right, but <laughs> like. He's he, yeah, he's a knucklehead, man. I'm not gonna give a you. Knuckle- yeah, he's a, he's a real rascal. That guy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dispute that. But I will say that his performance in the wrestler is. Didn't you almost get an Oscar for it? Amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. And you know, I just. I get it. Yeah. Last one. Last one. All right, uh, man. What are we talking about next week? All right, man. So you were pretty stoked about this. Uh. Yes, because I watched this movie on my own volition because I'd been thinking about it. Because. It is, I, I feel like you and I are beginning to mind meld because it's kind of funny that you brought up nocturnal animals. Yeah. Um, next week, we're talking about a single man. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, a single man. Yes. I wrote a paper on this in college. So again, shout out to our season two premiere, the first official Reservations with Rain and Jeremy episode, uh, Tom Ford's second movie. Um, yeah, man, I was just, the other day I was just really thinking about Tom Ford and I was thinking about Nocturnal Animals yeah. and I was like, what was that other movie he did? And I was like, yeah, Single Man, that's it. And then I read the synopsis. I didn't want to know anything. I was like, you know, yeah. if, if the synopsis grabs me, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And it did. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. It's yeah. on Netflix. Let's do it. Yeah. And I... Love it. Yeah. I loved immediately. Dude. From the opening shot. I was the like, the musical score from Abel. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad that Tom linked back up with him to do Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. I mean, I have that vinyl in my office, the Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, man. I loved it. It was. And it, again, it's just so amazing. This guy makes clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and that's what sparked my. Um, my want to look into the movie because I was talking to one of my employees about him and I was like, you know, I'd love to get a suit from Tom Ford. I wonder how much it is. An evening jacket that I looked up. Evening, just jacket. Future Rain put up uh, the picture of it. It's five grand. <laughs> five grand for, I mean, it's, a, it, it's fly as hell. Though. He's got a Jay-Z song for a reason. Yeah. All right. Um, but then I was like, okay, yeah, what was that other movie he did? And yeah, I love the cast. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not super into movies that happen over the span of one day, but this is perfect. Yeah, it's got Baby Beast. Yeah, um, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, it's got Baby Beast in it. It's got it's got Osmandes. <laughs> yeah, Osmandes. Uh, uh, it sure does have Osmandes. Um, Matthew Good. Yeah, um, it's got Julianne Moore. Yeah. and of course, a boy Colin Firth. Colin Firth, man, so good. Um, I I very much love. A single man. Good job, Rain. I, I say I, I knew you were gonna be proud of me. Good job, Rain. I knew you were gonna be proud of me. Um, yeah, man. Can't can't wait to talk about it. I told my mom about it after I watched it. I was like, you have to see it. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And she's like, No, I'll look at it. I was like, No, 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 no. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Cool. So we hope everyone enjoyed Mother, and we will see you next week for a single man. Also, sorry about the more Patty Smith. Why do the birds 
go on singing Why do the stars glow above Don't they know it's the end 